got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto, guys. This is the live show where we come at you five days a week at 9.30 Eastern, bring you the latest technical on-chain and fundamental metrics and analysis for the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency markets. As you probably already know, Bitcoin has been doing relatively well over the weekend, currently trading at $47,400. We have Ethereum sitting up above $3,300 and Cardano sitting up above $1.22. All three of these major cryptos sitting above critical highs that were set on February the 10th. That means that these markets are now in new high territory. This is a very big deal because when Bitcoin broke through $46,000, as we discussed last week, it actually established that it was having the opportunity to go into a much larger uptrend. The same relative level of resistance on Ethereum was roughly $3,250. Ethereum is above that now. Cardano needed to get above about $1.20 so that it could start a rally. It has now done that. The rest of the cryptos are starting to rally as well. Could this be the beginning of the new rally on Bitcoin? The bears just got slapped and we are going to be talking about all of that and more in this episode of Coffee and Crypto Live. I am joined as always by TA Tim. How you doing, Tim? What's up, everybody? Do you guys know, do you guys know what today is? It's Monday. It is Monday. It's Monday. There's another thing that's happening today. It's Monday, my dudes. And what? no one has said anything about it yet. <clears throat> What's happening today? It's my birthday! Oh! Bitcoin rose for my birthday! Happy it, birthday, Tim! <laughs> and no one said anything about it so I'm far today. I'm a bad today. friend. I'm sorry. Happy birthday, Tim. <sighs> Happy birthday. It's okay, actually. Birthdays really aren't that big to me, so I, I'm more excited about Bitcoin than I am my birthday, so that's <laughs> yeah. definitely... You know, uh, that's, wow. Yeah! Well, we're also joined, as always, by Smay. Is it, is it your birthday, too, Smay? No. No. Wow, I didn't... I knew it, but I didn't know it. That's crazy. Oh. Um, yeah, you So, um, I would like to take this opportunity. <laughs> Uh, happy birthday to you. Cha cha cha. Happy birthday to you. Cha cha cha. Happy birthday, dear Timmy. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. That was completely unplanned. That was glorious. I bet you didn't know this. May in his previous life was an opera singer. Maybe he'll get an Oscar <clears> for it. <throat> Guys, we got a lot to talk oh, about today. Oh, We're whoa, going to whoa. talk about Bitcoin. No, yeah, he still has. What the heck? Stuff. I saw oh, the yeah, whole. Still super yeah, I have a whole bit. I have a whole bit to oh. do. All right. <laughs> How about those Oscars, guys? Anyways, uh, I'd like to uh, read some great names here. Uh, I got, uh, let's see here. We got, we got Elliot Locke. We got Crypto Set Guy. We got Siobhan Goulet. We got a new Jebi Youngling, Lucas Jakalski. Uh, we got Adam Rourke. We got Crypto Alchemist. Uh, who else we got here? We got uh, Bitcoinologist Christopher, Relaxed Monster. Uh, we got Tristan Williams. We got Ricardo Vingas. We got Colin McDonald. A lot of new names here. Angie Hardy. Oh, M Mario... Dohinovich. Yeah, it's not so easy, is it? Dohinovich. Uh, Crypto Sec Guy, Matt C, Agent Gold. I love all you guys. Did you see the new one? Crypto Red Fox. Yeah, I we just have a read, new one. Just, we have a new I member. Read, I read it. I read the first okay. one. Uh, uh, Lucas Silvagala. Silvagala. Uh, oh. Tal, Talha. We got the one guy with the weird last name. <laughs> Cameron. It's a perfectly normal last name. I love it. Thank you. I agree. All right, guys. Let's get, let's, oh, Dennis Pizarca and Crypto and Couple. Uh, let's go ahead and dive right, right on into it. it. All right, guys, today's show is brought to you by iTrust Capital. If you want to invest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies for the long term, not a bad idea to try and invest in them with a retirement account because you get all kinds of tax benefits. You can check out our sponsor, iTrust Capital, with the link in the description box down below. They're the number one retirement account provider in the cryptocurrency space. But let's go ahead and jump on over to CoinMarketCap. As you can see, Bitcoin is up about 6.5% over the last 24 hours currently sitting at 43 sorry 47.3 we can see ethereum up six and uh six point seven percent over the last 24 hours binance coin up six percent xrp up seven percent cardano up ten percent sitting at a dollar and 25 cents we're going to get to cardano in a little bit i want to look at a little bit all three of these currencies we're mainly going to look at bitcoin but you as you can see 
Cardano is actually in the process of breaking all the way up to local resistance at $1.22. If it's able to confidently get above that, as it might be doing while we're live right now, that's a very, very big deal for the ADA gang all around the world. We also see Solana is up 10%, Terra up 4%, Avalanche up 7%. One of the big things to point out here, guys, is that major resistance has been broken on total market, on total market capitalization charts. If you look at the last couple of months, you can see that the entire market has been trading around the $2 trillion mark. It's important to realize that there's more analysis that can be done on other charts than just the alt, uh, just the price action charts of Bitcoin and the other cryptos. You can do analysis on these, but you can also do analysis on things like cryptocurrency, total market capitalization, total market capitalization excluding Bitcoin, uh, total, market, uh, uh, total market cap and Bitcoin dominance charts. You can do analysis on these charts. Some of the analysis I want to show you is that until recently, i.e. Friday, we were, I'm sorry, actually not Friday, literally yesterday, we were sitting at $2 trillion resistance as we had sat in early to mid-February, and then also the same thing over here in early March. We had been seeing Bitcoin test $2 trillion resistance, which is this flat level right here, many, many times. We were even using it as support back over here and back over here. $2 trillion was a market cap that we were trying to break through. We have now done that, as we can see in recent memory. Just yesterday, we actually managed to get quite a bit above $2 trillion market capitalization. And right now, even though it might not seem like it, Bitcoin's price and the market capitalization of the entire cryptocurrency industry is now sitting at a high uh, for basically the last three months. The reason that that's so significant is because we need to see money flowing into the entire crypto space, not just Bitcoin, not just the altcoins, not just ADA, not just Ethereum. We need to see market cap flowing into the whole crypto space. We want to see the whole crypto space growing. It's very important that we are seeing inflows, and that seems to be what we're seeing right now. So, Tim, I want to ask your take on that. Have you been watching that $2 trillion market cap level? And if so, how important do you think it was? Well, so the truth is I wasn't watching it, but the reason it's important is because as much as people love to look at price, what really matters is the market cap. That's really what people are looking at. I, I remember my brother having going through that phase and asking me, Tim, why why don't we go with Bitcoin Cash? Isn't Bitcoin Cash just as good as Bitcoin? The, the price is just about the same. And I think at one point, I don't know if there is one currently right now, but there was another coin that obviously had a higher price. It was like sitting higher than Bitcoin. And it's like the price has nothing to do with the value. Uh, it, it all has to do with how that market cap is growing. So it's something I'm going to uh, keep my eye on for sure. But that's not what I look at all the time, although the importance level of it is actually in all reality what's more important than the specific price of any individual coin. It's a very important point because remember, guys, market capitalization is the real metric we want to be looking at. Ethereum is not worth one twelfth of what Bitcoin is worth. It's actually worth about 45% of what Bitcoin is worth because we compare market capitalizations, not prices. That's why when you met, when you sort coin market cap from one to 100 and you rank order it, it's not rank ordering it by price. You can do it by price, but that's not very useful because you get a bunch of different projects that really are not similar at all. If you rank by the, the way coin market cap does it, you're ranking by market cap. So it's wonderful to see new market capitalization coming into the space. But let's go ahead and jump on over to Bitcoin because things are moving as we speak. You can see on my chart right here, we had a local zone of resistance that I drew back last week that was sitting between $44,000 and $46,000. I have said for months that we need to get above $46,000 and we need to stay above $46,000 confidently. What does confidently mean? It means we get above $46,000, we stay there for seven to 10 days at least, if not longer, and we see rallies maybe up to $50,000, $52,000. We see not Bitcoin get above this metric and then come down here and trade right on top of $46,000 for 10 days. But we see Bitcoin come up here and we confidently start rallies with new highs, new lows, and we start an uptrend from the base point of our break above $46,000, which by the way, if you didn't know, happened just several hours ago. We broke above $46,000 in one candlestick yesterday at 4 p.m. That was a very significant move because not only did we break $46,000, we actually broke out of a bull flag, which itself was formed by the breakout uh, to the upside of an ascending wedge that should have broken to the downside. So we saw a bullish breakout that was unlikely lead to a bullish breakout that was unlikely. And what that means is that the bulls are actually very powerful right now. What that means is that the bulls seem to be the 
faction that is in charge right now. The bulls are the ones that are dominating this space. And if the cryptocurrency market is able to continue to bring in new value, new liquidity, new volume, new retail, as it seems to be doing right now, then that is going to be a truly wonderful thing. So here's the other thing I want to point out to you. If we look here on the daily chart, you can see Bitcoin has been rallying since the 14th of March. That is a full 14 days. Bitcoin has rallied 26%. That is a wonderful fact. The other thing to point out here is that Bitcoin has rallied in the last seven days every single day in the last seven days since the 27th of March. This says six days, but it's actually six. It's actually seven candlesticks. The one we're in just hasn't closed yet. We are up 16% in seven days. We have seven green in a row. Let's look back in the history of Bitcoin to try and see the last time that we had seven green candlesticks in a row. It's going to take a little while. In fact, I don't recall the last time we saw that, except back over here in July. You can see in July, Bitcoin rallied for several candlesticks in a row from July 31st. Uh, so, excuse me, July 21st until July 30th, we rallied nine green in a row. Ever since then, we have not seen this many candlesticks form green in a row. What does this mean? Well, this tells me that unlike what we saw back over here in uh, early February, and unlike what happened over here in late February, early March, where it seems like we just had a massive short squeeze push us very high very quickly, and then we fell back down. Instead, this time, it seems like what we're doing is actually a sustained rally. It seems like what we're doing is actually a movement to the upside in a significant way. And the other thing to point out here is that, obviously, as we've broken $46,000, we've also broken our local high that was set on the 10th of February. That's so important. That is so important. Because not only did we break our high that we set here on the 2nd of March, we also broke our high that we set here on the 10th of February. Truth be told, this is actually one of the highest levels that we have seen Bitcoin this year. That is wonderful news because we need to see Bitcoin setting higher highs. For the last three months, we had been setting lower highs and higher lows. The reason that that's dangerous is because, quite frankly, whenever you see uh, a bunch of lower highs and higher lows, what you are doing is you are sitting in a symmetrical triangle pattern. Symmetrical triangle patterns, when they are in a trend, are called pennant patterns. This pennant right here, as you can see, had a price target, if we just go ahead and draw from the top to the bottom right here, of, depending on how exactly you measure it, about $20,000. So the reason that's significant is because whenever you see a pennant pattern form like this, it's typically going to move in the direction of the price target. Now, it might not go the whole way, but it is going to more than likely move in the direction of the price target. So we had this pennant right here that was predicting we were going to break to the downside. We had lower highs. They were saying the bulls were not very powerful, and the bulls just simply did not have the strength to allow for the market to continue to the upside. Now what we've seen is we've seen a proper recovery. Over the last three months, because of this rally, even if it fails, even if we drop back down to $42,000. What we have seen is that Bitcoin now has the strength to set a higher high and a couple of higher lows. Why is that so, so important? Well, if we look at the last major drop on Bitcoin, we can see, well, actually not the last major drop. I want to take you all the way back to 2019. If we look at 2019, what did we see happen? We saw Bitcoin started setting higher highs and higher lows. This was a high, slightly lower high, then another high right here. We were setting higher lows, and then we managed to go to the upside. Exactly the same thing that happened in 2018, where we saw a major drop moving into the beginning of 2019. We had a symmetrical triangle pattern that, put, that pointed us towards a very low price target that was very, very bad. We saw one high break to the upside, bullish out of the pennant. It went ahead and gave us bullish optimism and enthusiasm and brought the strength back to the bulls. And then we were able to see the market go into a major run from there. In fact, Bitcoin would rally after that April Fool's rally that we called it back in 2019. It rallied 200% in 84 days. So I'm not saying we're going to do that this time. But what I am saying is that this right here, this breakout that we've seen over the weekend is the single largest opportunity that Bitcoin has faced to restart the rally, I would say, since the beginning of the downtrend back on November 10th. Tim, am I exaggerating in that statement? Nah, man. You're, this, it was funny because some of the stuff you were talking about there, I'd never gone back and done that analysis, but you're absolutely right. We've been comparing what has been happening right here recently with what happened back in the, the summer of 2021. So yeah, you're right. That was the last time we had seven days in a row. And then before that, if you go back, there's actually one little space right there uh, in the dips, like during the during early 21, uh, after we hit that first peak, uh, what is that, 57,000 we dropped. And then we had a seven-day rally there, but we also had it earlier there. I, I think this is that detail right there, the seven days green 
screen is actually really, really good to give us some hope because as you guys know, this channel, specifically me, because I don't even want to speak always for Jeb, even though Jeb and I more often than not are like-minded, sometimes we disagree, and I've been pretty adamant about, hey, if we can break up a 46, I could change my mind, but I thought we needed to go back down. I've even seen comments in chat saying, watch Tim predict we're still going to 33,000. Hmm. We might, you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> this is really good for me because, as you guys know, when it comes to bearish R side divergence, bullish R side divergence, we never had daily bullish R side divergence on this chart, and, and so this is going to go now into, when I look back in history, when, like years from now, I will look back and say, guys, remember in 2022, early 2022, when the bull, the bull run resumed, we didn't get our daily bullish R side divergence, and that's okay, but I will still hold to, this. so this makes now one of, I think, 13, because the other time, it's technically two, but the other time was the black swan event of uh, the, the pandemic, so that explained why we didn't have a daily bullish R side divergence. This situation, I don't think we would call this one a black swan. Some people might with the Fed, but I wouldn't call, we saw that coming. This is gonna be the one time that I look back on and say, hey guys, here is one time where the trend changed, and we didn't get our daily bullish R side divergence, but either way, I'm still excited because I still was buying Bitcoin low. I still I want the price to go up just like everybody else. My only my only thing at this point going forward, the bearish side of me is, hey, let's let's be excited, but let's not get too excited that we rally this too fast and then get a lot of broken hearts because there's a huge a big correction that comes with that. And I've seen that happen plenty of times. There have been plenty of times where Bitcoin has started a rally. It has seemed very hopeful and then it just absolutely completely collapses in on itself. Let me give you an example. Back here in October of 2019, I'm very familiar with these charts because I lived through all of them. Back here in 2019, we saw Bitcoin go through a massive, massive short squeeze October 25th. Within a day, it rallied 42% from $7,400 to $10,500. Everybody thought that that was the beginning of the rally because we hit an all-time high, excuse me, a local high of $14,000 on the 25th of June, had a correction. Everybody assumed that we would go into a big rally and go back to all-time high because of this. Guess what happened? We didn't get the retail. We didn't get the volume coming in. We didn't get the inflows that we needed. And so this rally failed and fell over. But then what happened is we went into a little bit of a rounding bottom and we started a more healthy rally. Instead of a two-day jump and a spike that didn't last, we had a more healthy rally where we did an inverse head and shoulders pattern. We had a rounding bottom. That's very healthy. Sorry, trading view is glitching out on me. Let me reload here. We had a rounding bottom, which was much, much healthier than just a massive uh, instantaneous rally. And then what we saw is we saw Bitcoin slowly and confidently rally from $7,000 all the way back up to $10,400. Now, unfortunately, this rally fell over and dropped about 70% in the span of 26 days. That was a black swan. That was the beginning of the uh, pandemic that we saw last uh, two years years ago, mm -hmm. we really knew that it was going to be something huge starting around Valentine's Day. And by March 13th, it had reached America and it started, you know, growing. And that caused a massive scare of what's going to happen. Is this the end of the world? You know, and everybody got out of Bitcoin. So I would postulate if it were not for the events of early 2022, Bitcoin probably would have started a slow rally back up to all-time high and hit $60,000 probably three to six months earlier. But the reason that it would have done that is because it had a slow, sustained rally to start with, not this quick nonsense right here that was just as a result of a short squeeze. How does that have to do with our current market? Well, the last couple of rallies that we've seen have been just like that first rally. We saw a short squeeze, Bitcoin rallied instantly, but it never had the backing. We saw a short squeeze, Bitcoin rallied, but we never had the backing. What are we doing now? We're taking it more slow, but we're taking it more steady. As you know from the old maxim, the, the turtle beats the hare, you know, the tortoise, excuse me, the tortoise beats the hare. That's what we're seeing right now. The tortoise is beating the hare. It's taking its time. We're not, we're being more consistent. We're having consistent gains. We're not seeing boom, rally, boom, crash. We're seeing more consistency. Part of the reason for that is one, there's more interest coming into the retail space, which is bringing more and more people in. So we're getting a more consistent, constant inflow of volatility and volume, but two, because of the way the technicals are playing out, 
It seems like every $500 Bitcoin goes, it makes another major leap forward. So this market is looking very bullish. There's one more final ace up our sleeve that I want to mention to you. And then we're going to talk about Bitcoin a little bit more and move on to some of the altcoins. By the way, guys, we will be reading Super Chats here in five minutes. So if anybody wants to drop any Super Chats, we very much appreciate all of your support. We'll be reading all of those here in a little bit. On the three daily chart, there is a metric that I have been looking for for quite some time. This metric is one that is very, very important because it is having because it does have to do with Lux Algo. Now, if you watch the video I did a while back, I made a video on Lux Algo on the three daily chart. And I showed that other than a potential buy signal that's flashing right now, there have only been 12 confirmed Lux Algo buy signals in 12 years of Bitcoin's charting on the three daily chart. 11 of the 12 have resulted in a rally and the rallies that have followed have been on average 50 to 100%. Some of them were over 1,000% in growth. There was one confirmed buy signal right here that led to a 7% drop. If you traded this buy signal, you would have lost 7%. If you traded any of the other ones, you would have averaged over 50% growth. That right there tells you two things. Number one, Lux Algo is a freaking phenomenal technical indicator. And if you're a trader of any kind, you should absolutely have it in your repertoire. So make sure to check it out. You can get 20% off with coupon code Jeb, J-E-B-B, with the link in the description box down below. We do not sell or promote anything that we do not fully believe in. I use Lux Algo every single day, and I use it for this reason. When we look at the buy signal that just flashed here on the three daily chart, we now have a lot of enthusiasm. We don't have FOMO, but we have enthusiasm because this is the 13th confirmed buy signal in the history of Bitcoin. We don't know how this one's going to turn out, but we know that the previous 12, 11 of them were rallies and only one was not a rally and it was only a 7% drop. This is a huge deal. We saw the last confirmed buy signal show up on the 5th of August, 2021. Before that, the last one was right here, 3rd of February, 2022. The last one before that was back over here on the 24th of May, 2020. It wasn't at the buy signal. It was confirmed with the trend catcher. So on the 24th of May. You can see this right here led to a major rally 300%. This led to 67%, uh, 63%. This led to 61%. So this is a very significant movement. If we were to see a 50% rally out of this, which quite frankly is conservative based on what we've seen in the past, we would see Bitcoin rally all the way back to $66,000, which is essentially all-time high. Tim, how much stock do you put in a three daily chart buy signal? Well, again, we talked about this on Friday, I think. That one was one that I looked at as much as you. But what, what I would put stock in is when you see things happening on those bigger charts. And, and again, three daily, not as big as the weekly, but it's still a significant amount bigger than daily. Uh, it, I, there is a lot of stock to put there, especially like Jeb ran through and showed you guys with that back analysis. That's one of the reasons. It's one of the things that's taught in CD2A, and it's one of the things we're really big on is uh, nothing's 100%, but go back and look at back analysis, and you're going to find some trends, and they help you call things. And so that is one area where Jeb showed you. He went back. This is more often than not. There's one time it didn't work out the way you would have wanted it, but every other time it worked out perfectly. So to me, even though I haven't used it that much, looking at that and doing my own back analysis and seeing that I'm like, ah, no, that's that's a powerful indicator to me at this point, one that I'm definitely going to keep in my toolbox for future purchases, not just this one. Absolutely. So guys, Bitcoin has a ton of opportunity at its disposal right now. We're very excited to see where it's going to go. We've got about two minutes here before we move into our next segment, and I want to show you the TD Sequential. If you look on the daily chart for the TD Sequential, you can see that Bitcoin has been in a major rally ever since the 14th of March as we established. We saw a nine flash on the candlestick on the 22nd of March 2020. That indicates that Bitcoin was overextended and it needed to have a correction. This tells us two things. Because one, we've ignored the nine flash for a week now. That tells us for one, that Bitcoin, it probably needs a correction relatively soon. There's a lot of pressure that's saying, hey, Bitcoin, you need to cool your jets a little bit. You're rallying too quickly. However, on the other hand, the flip side to that is that because Bitcoin is being told, you need to cool your jets, you need to calm down, you need to slow down, you need to have a correction, but it's not doing it, what is that telling us? That's telling us that the bulls are massively in charge. The bulls are absolutely winning right now, and they are telling the bears to sit down. 
and the Bears are doing that. The Bears are sitting down. The Bulls are pushing forward, and the Bears are not able to stop them right now. That goes to show you the strength of the Bulls. That's one of the things that we want to that we want to know. We want to know how strong are the Bulls. That's why we look at things like RSI. We look at RSI. We see that's the first time that Bitcoin has hit 70 on RSI on the daily chart since we hit it last on the 14th of October 2021. Now we were at it here on the 20th of October. We were dropping. The last time we actually hit 70 on the RSI was on the 14th of October 2021. If we look at the 14th of October 2021 and we take a look at what the market did following that, what we see is that the bulls were very strong. They rallied 16% in six days. That was towards the tail end of the rally. We may end up seeing a correction down to $46,000 or down to $42,000 in the next few days. The point is the bulls are stronger right now than they have been in nearly six months. And we need to keep that in mind as traders. Another thing to look at though, down on the four hourly chart, we are still quite overextended on the TD sequential down here as well. If we look at TD sequential, you can see that we hit a nine flash just a couple of hours ago, about 12, about uh, 12 hours ago. We have rallied ever since, and we are more than likely going to need a correction from there. We also saw a nine flash here on the 28th of March, which was well today at midnight, about 10 hours ago, we saw a nine flash. We almost immediately saw a correction, but the point is Bitcoin is very strong. The bulls are very healthy. Before we move on to reading some super chats, Smay, what is your take on the current market? Do you think that this is what we needed to see so that Bitcoin could start getting out of the turtle market? I, I like I, now here. Here's the deal, guys. I can't confidently say just yet that we're outside of the turtle market because like we've discussed previously, the turtle market is, is a range uh, is a pretty big range. You have to until we get to a point where people are no longer uh, in the red if they bought close to all-time high in my opinion is people it's all about interest right and at the end of the day if people are still in the red and they're still flooded about their investment uh you know pumped 47 is great but if people are still hurting then it's it's not it's not actually overall that exciting. So until it gets out of this region of the 40s and 50s and actually gets back up to 60, I'm going to still call it a turtle market. But that doesn't mean that what we're seeing here is very confident and good. That means this could be a sign of strength of us getting there. Uh, there's, I do have a little bit of concern of saying, have people been uh, so down bad in terms of uh, in terms of being in the red that they're going to start to try to take profits up if we hit up closer to 50? Are they going to try to start, uh, maybe not even profits, but just try to make some of their money back? I don't know. Who knows? But at the end of the day, I actually think I see this as a pretty strong rally. I think we're probably going to continue it for a little while. And I'm hoping that this is our this is our finally our ride back to all time high again. Uh, that's my hope, at least. Well, can I before go we go to super chats? Can I get one more thing? And I want Smith to go to the like screen. Button. You something Jeb said earlier, and I'm I want to clarify. I'm not making a prediction. I'm saying this would be nice and make a lot of sense. First of all, as Jeb showed you guys on the TD sequential, we are overextended. We've had this nine flash now for a long time since these green candles started. And so that's one sign that it needs to come back down. Another thing is when we talk about confirmations, we said this, that this $46,000, very key. But another thing that we want to see is confirmation happens. What is one of the things that could be a confirmation? It would be a a retracement. So we have an overextended price right now on Bitcoin, a retracement come down. And actually, when I look at this, I've actually changed my mind, Jeff. I don't think we need to come back down and hit 46. Like if we go below 46 again, that's not the end of the world. I think, especially if you're going off of what Wyckoff teaches and how a lot of times when you have your spring and you finally go through, and I know this wasn't normal, this wasn't a normal spring, but what you do is you come back down and you test the top of what used to be resistance. So I would be okay with Bitcoin coming back down to 45,000, using it for support, and that is the confirmation yeah. that the price is ready. I agree. And it would make sense. Also, now let me go over to Cardano real quickly. We're going to talk more Cardano in a bit. But look at what Cardano is forming. It's doing two different things. The first thing you could easily say is it's going to form. It's You have a little cup here. And a retracement with Bitcoin coming back down would finish a cup. But we also have, if I you know get rid of that, we are forming an inverse head and shoulders pattern on Cardano that would make a lot of sense for Cardano to come back down to around a dollar and form that before it goes up. And we know that Cardano and Bitcoin are moving semi in the same, they're moving similarly. And in this case, we actually saw Bitcoin's price following trailing Cardano. I'm not making the prediction that it is absolutely going to reject and come back down here in the next couple of days, but it would make a lot of sense. And it actually would be very bullish for the price to do that, very healthy for the price to do that for the sake of a, a healthy bull run. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Well, guys, let's go ahead and move into some super chats, and then we are going to do a brief look at Ethereum and Cardano. Probably not going to go into a ton of detail on them. Just want to do a bit of an overview, and then we're going to be doing some more content on both of those projects moving on into the rest of the week. If you're enjoying today's show, make sure to hit that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 800 likes here in the next couple of minutes, and also make sure to sign up for Lux Algo. The link's in the description box down below. I've shown you how accurate the indicator is. Use coupon code JEB, J-E-B-B, for 20% off at checkout. Smee, you have something? Uh, yes, yes. <clears throat> I have a, a smooper chat, a smay chat. Smooper you ready? Chat. Okay. A smooper chat is. A smooper. Hey guys, you should hit the like button. I know he just said it, but I want to come from. I want it to come from my heart. I want you to hit the like button because I think that would make me so happy. Uh, it would really improve my mood right now. And I have a great, I'm in a great mood, but it'd make it even better. So that's know. what I'm saying. But also, I'd like to say, uh, it, you know, uh, Jeb referenced the a turtle and a tortoise and made the difference. If you guys want to know the difference, hit get us to 800 likes. I'll tell you the difference. I'll they tell also, you the difference. They also could just do it for my birthday. What? Yeah, they birthday. Could, you could do that. What if I what if I say the difference? No. What if I well, say Well, I actually I'm curious to know what, what you, you think want the me, difference. Is. You want me to, I'll well, tell you. Well, let's wait. Let's wait for a certain like 800 number likes. 800, 800 likes and, and I will explain. tell you the difference between a tortoise and a turtle. All right. Let, we got we got a decent amount of super chats here, but I want to make sure even though we already announced one of these, we have two new Jedi younglings. So I want to give them a lot of applause and respect and honor. Lucas Jaskolski, we already talked about but Cody Coon is the second one. Cody Coon, let's go. Thank you so much, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's move on, though. Kelly Kellum, who's his hey, been for eight guy. months now as a Jedi Young. I know that guy. Uh, yeah, we I know that guy. Him. I think I've met him. He 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 wants to echo what Smazy was saying. Say, have you showed your appreciation for the stream yet? And for the green market and pressed that thumbs up, aka hit the like button. We appreciate those it. likes are on a moonshot. Do they it. already hit eight hundred. Every time I look down, it They're jumps going. up another oh. twenty. You want to know? The, okay, you want to know? The I want to know your difference, and then okay. I'll tell you the real difference. Okay, you want to know the difference? If you yes. throw a turtle in water, it's a good thing. If you throw a tortoise in water, it's a bad thing. That's the difference. That's actually not necessarily the difference. Really? No, because have you ever heard of a box turtle? You toss that thing in a, in a deep pond, it's dead. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, I'll remember not to do that. All right. Thank so you. the difference is, so this is actually more of a way of telling the, I'll make keep this your quick. hands off the turtle. I'll make really this quick. Funny. Hey, all I know hey, is that hey. one time when I was eight years old, Anyway, I can't talk. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna say if you encountered a, t a tortoise in Florida and killed it, then I did not. I did not. That I did is, not. That no is, tortoise was harmed. In I the just want to let you know. I was about to say the only tortoise species you I would have, you it. would be in extreme legal danger right now. Yep. <laughs> you get I, like twenty five thousand dollars. I live fine. by a principle that just says don't touch the turtles. Yes, don't do it. We did not uh, touch and, the turtles. And I would That's like to say, that. hold on, hold on. I will tell you the difference. This is a great little fact. If you're walking down the street, you say, "Oh, look, that's a turtle-looking thing." I want to know whether whether it's a I turtle have saved or tortoise. Turtle, I have saved turtles and tortoises from the street. All right, before. guys, it's all in the feet. That's how you tell them apart. It's not the shell. <laughs> it's not what they eat. It's not what they where they walk. It's their feet, right? So tortoises have elephant-type feet, so they they walk on their toes, right? Turtles walk on their feet. There you go. That's how you know. All right, let's get back to crypto. <laughs> Smile said, love the show. Is 30,000 ADA enough for LCW? LCW. That's, I've looked it up, too. I don't know what LCW means. LCW. you got to have to I specify like what LCW means. Smiles, let me know what that so, means. Yeah, let us know. I'll, we'll I'm going to keep that, that one uh, there. Kevin Barony. I don't know. That one's hard. Loved your video from yesterday evening, Jeb. Love the whole team. Thank you for everything you all do. No. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, Ryan Andres said, thank you, every, thank you for everything you guys do. Awesome channel. Can you please take a look at the Chainlink charts? Thanks. We might have a chance to look at Chainlink in a future stream. We're not going to today, though, unfortunately. But thank you for that super chat. Armand Slavic just wanted to donate, so I don't see any message there, but thank you, you Armand, go. and thank you for letting me say that word. That's fun to say. Uh, Tom Wilkes. Oh, Tom Wilkes. I hate that my attendance has... Ha wait. I hate that my attendance here hasn't been... Ex and and exemplary. Okay, these words are small lately, but sometimes life gets in the way. Looking forward to seeing everyone next week at Bitcoin 2022. He said 2020, but it's 2022. The offer for dinner still stands, by the way. Tom, we are going to see you soon. Let me, I'm going to be, uh, we're going to definitely be setting up a way to meet a lot of people down there. So we will keep you guys posted and announce what that is. Tom Wilkes gave again saying this is the blatant bribe attempt to buy my way out of the so well deserved ridicule for the 2020 type. Sorry, man. I oh didn't gosh. read that one first. My bad. Oh. Tom. Oh, no. I'm sorry. You even you even paid for it. Oof. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Free ad space, bro. Well, it's not free, but... Tony420 Tokabull said, do you guys watch Supercross? Let's go 
Tomac, there's a lot of crypto ads during the races. I do not, but it is a pretty cool sport. What in the world is Supercross? Believe it's. <laughs> you I, don't I, even know what it is. It's kind of like super motocross. cool sport, guys. No, if it's what I think it is, kind of like motocross, but I could be totally wrong. Is that I what could be making an idiot? Let us know in the chat what that supercross. one is. Kelly Kellum put in a link so people can go back and look at his Twitter post. Go look at, go check out Kelly yeah, Kellum's Twitter. Thought. It's with dirt bikes. Okay, he said this is my thought for bears, but uh, yeah, go make sure if you're not following Kelly Kellum on Twitter, go do uh, it. And also, uh, I just want to say this: if you're not following me on Twitter, I want to have more followers than Tim. Thank you. Do it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for all those super chats. We're gonna go ahead and move on into Ethereum. Everybody started spamming in chat life-changing wealth. That's what they were life talking about, Tim. Life-changing wealth, okay. Is 30K Cardano enough for life-changing wealth? That depends on how long you're planning on holding it. If you're going to hold it for 10 years, yeah, I'd say that's life-changing wealth because your 30K Cardano will probably be worth a million dollars in 2022 money, but if you're not planning on holding it that long and not planning on being patient that long, then maybe not. More the better is what I'll say to that. Now, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Ethereum. We're going to move through Ethereum and Cardano pretty quickly. We're just going to do an overview of these, and then we're going to do more detailed content a little bit later on both of them. What we see happening right now on Ethereum is very similar to what we saw happen on Bitcoin. We set a local high on the 10th of February at $3,300. Right now, Ethereum is sitting at $3,375. That's so important because it means that Ethereum has set a new local high. Now, another thing I want to mention on Ethereum, and I actually need to go back and show you this on Bitcoin because I forgot to show you this on Bitcoin, is that Bitcoin and ETH actually have just broken 38.2% Fibonacci on Ethereum. That's sitting at $3,200 on Bitcoin. That is currently sitting at I believe about 45, excuse me, 46,600. So we've just broken that level. That is the inverse of 61.8, which is huge. That is a huge, huge deal. If we're able to get above that level, that is a very, very big deal. So not only on Ethereum have we broken critical resistance that we had set on the 10th of February, we've also broken the Fibonacci. And if we look out here to the, to the three daily chart, we see the exact same thing happening on Lux Algo as we did before with a confirmed buy signal. This was the last confirmed buy signal. Let's just do some historical analysis. We like to do this. Last confirmed buy signal led to a 15% rally. This one here on uh, the 5th of August led to a 25% rally. The last confirmed buy signal took place all the way back on the 17th of July, 2020, led to a 1,400% rally. Before that, the confirmed buy signal that happened on July the 3rd, January 13th, we're only four into the into, into history here, 66% rally. Before that, the last confirmed one was in December of 2018. There's only five confirmed buy signals on the three daily chart ago, 233% rally. Even during the bear market, we saw a buy signal led to a 17% rally. You go back. I'll only show you one more. 20th of August, 2017 led to a 278% rally. So going back five years, Lux Algo on the three daily chart has a literally perfect track record. If you have not gotten Lux Algo yet, you are missing out. <laughs> you should get Lux Algo. You will make your money back on the subscription if you trade at all, more than likely, so long as you're actually putting it to use. We have a confirmed buy signal here on the three daily chart for Ethereum. Tim, is there anything you're seeing on Ethereum right now that is any different than Bitcoin? Because these charts are moving very much in parallel. Very both similar. of them are setting new local highs, new higher lows. They're also both seeing a three daily chart, uh, three daily chart Lux Algo buy signal. We've seen things like RSI jumping above 50 on the three daily, bullish MACD. What's your take on this? Is there anything jumping out at you on it? Yeah, no. I, it, some people, if you have not been watching this space for very closely, when I I mean that the, the technicals you might actually if you didn't see ethereum over us dollar or bitcoin over us dollar not actually know what chart you're looking at yeah. there's a little bit of difference it, it wasn't ethereum did almost strongly set up that symmetrical triangle rather than an ascending triangle but right now you're seeing so many similar details i have right now i'm looking at luxago i'm looking at the t sequential hit just in the same spot um but the, the thing that i will look at on ethereum and again this backs up what i was saying a little bit earlier i know jeb was just looking at the three daily chart for luxago the daily chart luxago this is one of the reasons i love it there's so many things it does. I'm looking at it right now and using it to help me predict a uh, a resistance or a change. Look at what we're having right here with the with the resistance zone. It's a red zone. We just found out the other day Jeb didn't know that this one was red and this one was green. I'm colorblind. He's colorblind. You're so making was, fun you know, of a disabled person. It was, it was funny. That's uncool. But but he knew that this was a, <laughs> a bearish resistance zone. Look on the daily chart how we're getting closest. This kind of backs up the sentiment of what I was saying a little bit like not 10 minutes ago that it would make a lot of sense to go ahead and we're a little overextended people take some profits the price comes back down uses former resistance as support we actually have confirmation of this uh, bull rally and then it continues to the upside it, it grows so as far as 
the question you asked, is there a big difference in Ethereum and Bitcoin? The answer is a very fat no. There's a very, it's almost like I said, if you know what one is doing, you probably know what the other one is doing as well. Well, there is a pretty big difference between what Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano are doing. So let's take a look at Cardano. As you know, Cardano had been in a massive downtrend going all the way back to the 1st of September of last year. In that downtrend, Cardano lost a staggering 75% in price from $3.13 at the high to $0.77 cents just two and a half weeks ago. Ever since we saw Cardano really start to take off and total value locked, we have seen its price absolutely moonshot because people are starting to realize, oh, wait a second, Cardano is actually seeing a very strong layer two ecosystem being built on it. MinSwap just passed $200 million in total value locked. Sunday Swap sitting at $107 million over on the Cardano chain. Cardano currently sitting at $331 million in TVL. We saw Cardano rally in the span of just a couple of days, 14 days, 60%, and right now it is testing very important resistance here at $1.23. There's a lot to unpack here, so I'm going to move through it quickly. Number one, we have a big rally moving into a ascending bull flag. We have higher highs on the hourly four-hourly chart and higher lows on the four-hourly chart. What we can do is we can draw a trend line. I'm going to draw it roughly there just to kind of capture the middle. I could draw it here. I could draw it here. I'm just going to draw it in the middle so that we have a rough idea of what the price target is. This is a bull flag. If we take our flagpole, which the way you do a, a bull flag is you, you look at the market. It's flagging out right here. You can see this kind of looks like a flag. Draw the flagpole, and then we just take the flagpole here, and then we extrapolate just like this. That gives us a price target of $1.60. That's where Cardano needs to go. That's really the major breakthrough point on Bitcoin, 61.8% retracement is $55,500. We really need to get up there to see a lot of bullishness on Bitcoin. On Cardano, we need to get above $1.60. But right now, what we're seeing happen is Cardano is testing $1.23. That is local resistance we set, you guessed it, on the 10th of February, which is the same time that we set critical resistance on Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now, the funny thing is, Bitcoin and Ethereum have not rallied as fast as Cardano, but they've already broken their critical resistance. It just goes to show you how far Cardano had to rally just to get back to where it was because it had a massive drop in mid to late February. There are two scenarios that could play out here. One, Cardano could reject at $1.20 as the rest of the cryptocurrency markets take a breather, drop back down to $1, form an uptrend, and break above $1.20 in mid-April, form an inverse head and shoulders pattern. That pattern would have a price target of, let's see here, about $2. So that is one thing that can happen. The other thing that could happen is that the hashtag AdaGang could go absolutely crazy and say, you know what, we're tired of this. We want to see a $20 Cardano. We think it's going to happen. We might as well just buy $1.22. It's not a bad deal. Sure, it's not $0.77, cents, but it's a pretty good deal considering it's still 66% retrace from all-time high. They buy the dip, and the market explodes with this TVL continuing to go up. Those are the two major scenarios, most likely scenarios I see. Tim, of those two scenarios, either one, a correction from $1.20 down to $1, form an inverse head and shoulders pattern, then a $2 price target, or two, just breaking up to $1.60 with absolutely no stop for gas at all, which one do you think is more more likely that is a great question uh, the technical analyst in me says down to a dollar the realization though of what cardano is and dan and i talked about this on our interview we did it's funny because it's great michael say if you haven't seen the michael sailor video that jeb did on saturday go watch it it was phenomenal there also was one friday night i did with dan and we talked about that how cardano one of the fascinating things about Cardano is when it wants to die, it dies. And when it wants to rally, it rallies. And when I say die, I mean just crash, sorry. Uh, as much, I could sit here and analyze for you guys and try from a chart perspective to say, well, this would make a lot of sense. But what's crazy about Cardano is the strength of the community. And I know there's, for every, for every lover of Cardano out there, I'm sure there's like probably a thousand of you in chat right now, maybe not a thousand, but a couple hundred of you who are like, I hate Cardano, and it's one of those projects. But what we see happening right now is the community is growing again. The fundamentals are coming in. All the things we knew were going to happen in Cardano, they're actually starting to come to fruition. So there's actually a part of me, Jib, that thinks it might be more likely to see it go to 161st. Yeah. Uh, even though from a charts perspective, it would make more sense for it to drop and set up that inverse head and shoulders, Cardano doesn't always play by what the charts think it should do. It does what it wants to do, and it's it's a bull. You gotta, it, It's like riding a bull. You, you, you just grab on. Anyone who bought those low prices of $0.78, cents, you're a goat. 
but I was happy with my purchase at a dollar. I had another purchase around 94 cents. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with those purchases in the long run because, again, like a bull, it's going to take you for a ride. It's going to bring you up and down. Uh, just so you guys know, Cardano is not one of my favorite projects to trade because of that. It very it very much is hard to always know what's going to happen next. But I do think the profitability of it for DCAing and investing is crazy. And so, again, my answer, I actually, there's this gut feeling inside of me that's like, we might just keep going bullish and go up to $1.60. Yeah, there is a gut, there is a gut feeling that I'm having too that we might just be out of the woods. I, I want to be a little skeptical because Bitcoin really needs to prove itself to me. Right now, I'm still in the camp of bearish until proven bullish, but I'm really starting to get convinced of the bulls side. That's what it, that's what's happening in my mind right now is that the bulls, they still need to prove themselves. It's early, but I'm really starting to believe in them. Really starting to believe in them, but I'm not convinced yet. That's kind of where I am right now. So with the last couple of minutes that we have here before we go into Super Chats, I want to ask Tim, did you watch the Michael Saylor interview? If so, I, what did you think? Bits and pieces of it, but I need to finish the rest of it. It's it's a longer interview, so I need to I need to get through it. Uh, in case anyone out there is like ever gets like dragged on about the length of videos, just so you guys know, we do this show. We want to interact with you guys on, on, on live, but like even for us, it's like an hour long. So that one's like how long? Half an hour? Uh, it, 53 minutes. 53 minutes? Okay. Yeah. yeah so it, it, I need to make it through, but what I've watched so far is phenomenal. I love Michael Saylor. We also joked about, I don't know if we're going to do it. I would love to see a Michael Saylor and Charles Hoskins yes. conversation. Yes. So go, and, tweet, go and clip this part of Coffee and Crypto and tweet it at Saylor and Hoskinson. Tell them on Twitter that we'd like to see a debate between both of them here on our channel and I will moderate it. That would be a whole lot of fun. So if you would like to see that, drop a one in chat. But let's go ahead and read some super chats. Yes, we do. We have a good amount. Yeah. Uh, a lot of support uh, today. That's a, the, we Everyone came out of the woodwork. It's great. Yeah, they did. Rick Thank 4962. Yard Dog. Yard Dog. Member for seven months now as a grandmaster. Uh, just hit the like button, Smay. Bitcoin, let's go. Uh, I of the Beholder, remember for eight months as a Jedi Youngling, said 2,000 likes for the birthday beard. Yes. Come on. The Woo. birthday beard. I like that. Birthday yeah, beard. I agree with it. Uh, Indeed. Rick4962 also wanted to say happy birthday, Tim. Uh, Johnny Tavares. Tavares, one or the other. Uh, for Will, doing what I wish I could to a bear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I read that correctly. For... for uh, He's talking, oh, for Will, Will, the name Will. So Will. For Will. Will. Yeah, for Will doing what I wish I could do to a bit. <laughs> I don't, I don't okay, know what okay. About. I read it Will as yeah, in well. like the word. Okay. Uh, he must be referencing something. I'm not I'm not familiar. Okay, this is the name I butchered the other day. This is Tal Tala? Is it, did we just say it was Tala? It's Talha Golzar. Talha, Talha Golzar. Golzar. Just wanted to donate. I don't see any <laughs> donation under there, any words there. Uh, Lucas Jaskolski, one of our newest members, said, in your opinion, which of these two projects is more successful in the near, in the future, Near Protocol or FTM? Um, I'm not as familiar with Near Protocol, but I actually interviewed the founder of Phantom, uh, Michael Kong. Um, I, you know, I, I can't comment on that because I'm not familiar enough with Near Protocol, what I can say is that I really like what I heard about Phantom. I think the technology is phenomenal. I do have some questions about the vision behind it. Well, I don't, I'm not quite totally sure what the vision of Phantom is other than to build a hyper-advanced protocol. You know, it's like with Cardano, I see, okay, it's got insanely good technology, but it's got an even better vision. Not quite really sure what the vision of Phantom is. I'm not saying there's not one. I'm just not familiar with it. I think Phantom's a great project, but I can't really compare the two because I'm not familiar with one of them. Hmm. We had one for Javon Golay saying, got limited cap, DCA ADA or Bitcoin if only one? Oh, uh, that question always annoys me. <sighs> Doesn't annoy me. I, I mean, it always I, gets I, me because I, the... The answer is very yeah. clear for me, but go ahead. Yeah, no, the answer is very clear for me too, and it's Bitcoin. If you can yeah. only DCA one, it's Bitcoin. The problem I, is I don't think you should only DCA. Well, unless you're working with like 10 bucks a week, then no, yeah, I, go for it. Maybe do just Bitcoin because the fees are going to eat you otherwise. But if you're if you're dollar cost averaging a decent amount of money, like anything over 50 bucks, I would split it in three. Do Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano, and do like a you know a 50, 30, 20 split. 50 yeah. Bitcoin, 30 Ethereum, 20 Cardano, and there, that's what I would do. There is something to say though about depending on what your portfolio already looks like. Let's say for example your portfolio is 92% Bitcoin and 4% Cardano and then 4% split yeah. the other things. Maybe at that point, you want to uh, up your Cardano position, but... I agree. I think I'm just thinking about it coming from scratch, and in my opinion, this is my opinion, I think Bitcoin is the only nearly 100% thing you can be confident in. 
I think that when it comes to all these other altcoins, even if they're really, really great, like Cardano, I love Cardano. Yeah. You can't be a hundred percent certain. I don't think any I don't think anything is anywhere near as proven as Bitcoin. Even yeah. Ethereum, because Ethereum has a very stiff competition. Ethereum is you know, the thing is Bitcoin is so ridiculously founded on vision that the technology is secondary. With almost every single other project, the vision is like Cardano is probably the cryptocurrency that comes closest to Bitcoin's absolute dominance of simple, easy to articulate and easy to explain vision. It's extremely simple to explain. Bitcoin is the first digitally scarce thing in the universe. It's the yeah. first way to store value on the internet without a third party to, support, to, to secure that. It's a lot harder to explain Cardano's vision, but even they have a very strong vision. It's very difficult to explain Ethereum's vision because it's just a very fancy technology. It's a very, it's a, it's a highly advanced digital computer is what it is. Mm. So Bitcoin is the only proven thing in the cryptocurrency space. And it is proven. Make no mistake, it is proven. There's a reason that, you know, a while ago, I started shifting my thinking to, hmm, do I have too much money in Bitcoin? To, hmm, do I have too much money in the U.S. dollar? And believe me, millions and millions of people are starting to make that realization every single month as they see the devaluation of the dollar in their local currency. So, yeah, Bitcoin is the only proven thing, in my opinion. Yep. Sweet. In crypto. Uh, we, have two, we have a super chat, and then there was a chat, Kelly's idea, that I think would be good. I'm going to read Kane's first, though. Kane Dynasty said, bought 20,000 ADA at $3, then tripled down on my position at $0.80. Cents. Mm. Thanks for your TA, and God bless. Nice. If you triple down idea. on it, then you probably brought your average entry down to around a dollar to a dollar and fifty cents. That's a great entry, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I would be very, very happy to be in that position. Good for you. Kelly had a great idea, and I asked him in chat if he said he can do it. He said he can't. For anyone who wants to see the char the the not Charles the uh, Michael Saylor interview, but it is like Jeb said it's like fifty something minutes. Uh, if Kelly trims it down and we create like we we break it up in different parts, would you guys be interested in that? Would is that would be easier for you guys? Let us know what you guys think. If, uh, well, I think what we can do is we can timestamp it. We could time, we can stamp, time it. stamp it, but I think it would be good to clip it. I think it'd be it. good to clip it up in little things, but I want to know what the chat thinks. I want to know what people think if they want that or if people would prefer that. Let us know. Would you rather just timestamp the one video or would you rather just clip it up and make it into multiple videos? Yeah. Because uh, there are some great little five minute clips yeah. there. Sailor, the funny thing about that Sailor interview is that Michael Sailor runs MicroStrategy that's been in business for 33 years and they work in patents. So he's around engineering and physics all day. You guys might not know this about me for about eight years of my life, from like sixth grade to maybe not eight years, but about six, seven, eight years of my life. From sixth grade to about being a senior in high school, my plan was going to astrophysics. So I was studying astrophysics in my free time because I thought it was interesting. I watched everything, all the documentaries. I studied all that stuff. So I was able to connect with Michael on, on that level and talk to him from a physics standpoint, which actually you might think makes it extremely hard to understand Bitcoin. It actually makes it a lot easier because it's easier for us to understand physical systems than digital systems because we're more used to them. Looks like a lot of people are saying, clip it, clip yeah, it. People, I like some, it. Some people wanted it. So what we can do, we could do both. We could timestamp it and clip it. And that way it's easier to share. If people want I think to share it around that. with their friends and family, they'll be able to share a shorter video. Then that's what we shall do. We, we shall timestamp it and clip it. We just had another super jet come in from Tony420 Tokibulls saying, my bag's 50-50 Bitcoin and Cardano. Not bad. Not, yeah, that's not bad. That's, do you have, I wonder, uh, Tony, if you do you have any other coin? I I would, as much as I like keeping things simple, I'm a fan of the simple. I would maybe diversify a little bit more than just two of them. Yes, uh, especially with the competition Cardano has uh, from Cardano and the competition Solana Cardano has from Cardano. Else, yeah. What the competition Cardano has from Cardano? Did I say Cardano twice? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you get Silly. old like me, you know, yeah. your brain says things. What are you, 734? About 735. Oh, okay. Oh. okay. okay so. Well, that, that's all right. That's You're all right. close. No, it's okay. That's yeah. okay. I was there when they invented fire. You guys think I'm young. I'm actually not. It's just a young body. <laughs> anyway, what we're going to talk about now. I have a question for you, Tim. Now that we've seen that quarter one is pretty much coming to an end, we only got three days left in it. Yeah. And we see that there is a big setup for a rally. What do you think quarter two of 2022 is going to look like, Tim? You know what's funny? I, I want to go back and look at exactly what we said, but February 28th, I think you were out, Jeb, but the three of us, Kelly, Smay, and I, we gave our prediction of what we thought March was going to be. We weren't that far off. We we said that March was going to be sideways. It continued to stay in that range. It, it left a little early, but we said even in that video that we thought at least April was going to finally be the time that we saw excitement. Well, April came early. It, it came March 27th. Uh, but I I think that April, before I talk about all of quarter two, I think April is going to be a bullish month. I think there will be some volatility, so don't get me wrong. I think that there will be times in April that we see some correction. But I think that we're going to see the bull run continue. My hesitancy, though, is especially in light of what we're going to see happen with the Fed and what we talked about last week with inflation numbers being out of control – 
is Powell and the Fed going to get really aggressive? And then here's another question. Crypto didn't exist the last time the Fed had to get crazy aggressive with uh, interest rates. So are we going to see that boost crypto? Are we going to see that temporarily hurt crypto? Because there's arguments and rationale for both sides. Uh, people are going to be a little bit more stingy with their money, but at the same time, they're so scared. Like, I think people might wake up to be like, the dollar is dying. Like, more people realize the dollar is dying and say, I need to go ahead and get out. So what I want to watch, actually, in quarter two is I want to see how adoption increases. We've seen multiple states and cities come out saying they want to be crypto hubs. They want to make people be able to pay for their taxes in crypto. They want people to be able to pay their city bills in crypto. So, I would love to see what adoption looks like in light of the regulation that we're about to see come out from the U.S. government, hopefully within this year. Uh, and there's there's a, some unknowns, but I have a good feeling about April. As far as then May and June, I don't know if I'm ready yet to make my call. I want to see a couple things develop. Here's a thought for you, Tim. As interest rates go up, the housing market is probably going to stop growing so much. Because I don't know if you've noticed, Tim, but the housing market is ridiculous right now. Houses they were going for 300k in it's our bad. area are going for 500 right now, it's which kind of sucks yeah. because I'm looking to buy a house for my wife and I, for our new family. And it's kind of difficult because everything that you're like, oh yeah, I like that house. It was 300, oh wait, it's $600,000 now. Yep. And then the interest rates are going up. What we saw last time in, 20, uh, in 2008, we saw a major housing market crash. I'm not saying that's gonna happen this time. I'm not saying the housing market's in a bubble, although I do think it's inflated more than it should be. Do you think that we could potentially see the deflation of the bubble in the housing market? People stop investing in housing so much because interest rates are going up, mortgages get more expensive, the profitability mm -hmm. goes down, and then the literally trillions of dollars that are going into the housing market because there's so much opportunity right there? Could some of that money start going into crypto as interest rates go up and it, people get scared of the traditional markets? I think that's a very strong potential. But again, we, we need to see it develop. Like I said, we crypto didn't exist the last time we had to go through all these things. That's another that's the problem with we can go back and look at the past historical problems like back in the 80s when inflation made it. It was even worse than what it is right now. You can look at times where we hiked interest rates by more than 25 base points. We've done it by 50 and it had negative impact. But crypto didn't exist back then. So we can speculate and say crypto more often than not has been utilized in the, its existence, the similar commodities and, and uh, stocks and everything. But people are waking up and people are realizing there's a difference. So I, I at least, if there's someone out there that knows, which by the way, there's a lot of people out there that know way more than me. But if someone knows something I don't and that the turn is coming, that crypto is going to be seen in a different light, I would love to see it. But at this point, there's there's a lot of speculation. Are we going to continue to go with the commodities and stocks? Are we going to go against the grain? Is crypto about to explode because of the crash of literally everything else? We don't know. And, and I don't know. And I need to see that happen before I would make a call with confidence. Absolutely. Well, we shall see what happens in the housing market and how it affects Bitcoin and crypto. We got some super chats we got to read before we wrap out here. You guys have been so generous. Thank you so know, much. Great Hit day. that like button if you were enjoying today's stream. And let's go ahead and read some. Uh, Simpleman699 said, Jeb slash Tim, as from what amount is someone called a whale? Normally, people talk about whales having over a thousand Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, normally, they call dolphins somebody that's over, you know, between Just one to 10, I think, Bitcoins. Normally, I think people are saying over over 10 Bitcoins a dolphin, but it, it changes, though. It used to be over 100 Bitcoin, but now it's like 10 Bitcoin. It It's like... It, it, it's a made-up term. It's a made-up So nobody really sure. knows. Yeah. The point, it, it's an idea is yep. what it is. So, yep. yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, let's see. So the, there's a chat. This is also Matsy donated a while back. Congratulations, Jeb and Michael Saylor interview and encouraging everyone to watch it. Aww. So they're saying they missed that one. Thank you, Matsy. Thank you, Matsy. Yeah, Josh, go watch that. Michael, Michael's a very, very, very intelligent guy. Uh, Josh Slater donated saying, what do you guys think about the Stacks Network? I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, I don't Sorry, know. buddy. Sorry about that, Josh. Jamie Gogan said, uh, Jeb, when Bitcoin is sold out, will Bitcoin Cash or SV be next in line for a replacement? That is not really how that works. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a concept called liquidity, which is the amount of crypto of, of, of an asset that's currently on the market. So housing liquidity, for example, has to do with how many houses are for sale in comparison to how many houses there are. So if there is, you can calculate as a ratio of the liquidity. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. Normally you do it in value. 
If there is, let's say, a billion dollars worth of real estate in a city and $50 million worth of it is on the market, you'd have $50 million in liquidity because those houses are attempting to be liquidated by selling. In cryptocurrency, there is always liquidity. You are never going to see everybody holding onto their crypto. Everybody is going to, somebody is going to be trying to sell Bitcoin at some point. So there's always going to be liquidity. The thing about Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV is they're both ripoffs. They're both scams. And both of them have absolutely no value, in my opinion. And I can go all day about why that is, especially Bitcoin SV. It's a very prideful project, in my opinion. Mm. Bitcoin Cash was created out of the block size wars. Everybody thought that Bitcoin Cash was going to be the solution to the block size dilemma that Bitcoin ran into and is still running into by going to eight megabytes instead of one megabyte. All that does is it more it, it centralizes the network because people can't... Anyway, I go into that all day. The point is, that's not really how that works. You don't jump from one version of Bitcoin to another because they're entirely different markets. They're entirely different assets. Mm. That's like saying, hey, if there's not enough real estate to buy, then I'm going to go buy gold. Mm. It's not the same market. It's a different market. So yeah. that it's not really the way that works. We have last two here. Gabriel Velez said, check out wallet number 15. Love you guys. Right. And then here we go. Crypto sec guy. Member for seven months is a Jedi Padawan. I know something Tim doesn't know. Pineapple tastes amazing on pizza. That's <sighs> not true. I disagree. It's not I don't true. think you know those things. It's not true. It's just incorrect. Old Pineapple Jeffrey. does not belong on pizza. You know what belongs on pizza? Pepperoni, sausage, bacon, you know, tomatoes. Like, there's all kinds of stuff that you can put on pizza. And if anybody says you shouldn't put tomato on pizza, then what are you doing eating tomato in the form of pasta sauce? That's the way that works, in, in the form no. of pizza, pizza sauce. There's tomato on all pizza. I digress. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. Somehow, we had a 50-50 split in a poll the other day for that. But anyway, guys, if you enjoyed today's video, make sure to hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Do not forget to sign up for Lux Algo. There's a 20% off coupon code JEB, J-E-B-B, at checkout. That will get you 20% off. It's worth the money, guys. We've had hundreds, probably over 1,000 of our students of our subscribers, I should say, sign up for Lux Algo. We hear raving reviews every single time. Anybody who signed up for Lux Algo, tell us in the chat, was it worth the money? I want a genuine answer. Tell us. Yes, no, maybe so. Tell us your situation. Maybe it wasn't for you, but it is a very powerful technical indicator. And if you're serious about trading, it's going to help you. And if you make one trade that makes you, you know, $55, $60, then you've paid for an entire month of Lux Algo just through one trade. So I would highly encourage you to sign up for it. Going to throw it to Smay before we leave. I think he's got something to yes. say, and then we're going to wrap it out. So uh, as you guys may have seen, if you follow me on Twitter, I've hinted at uh, the idea of me getting NFTs into NFTs. And I would like to say it is official. I am getting into NFTs, and I am on the in the oh. process of actually for – I'm going to just hint it. I'm not going to promise anything yet. I am in the process of working on my own uh, Turtle King NFT project. Can the so, first one be a flip flop? Just a picture of flip flops? Okay. Can that? I'll buy it. Uh, anyways, I'll buy that. I just want to shout out all the people so far who has helped me on my learning of NFTs. I want to shout out TZ. I love you, TZ, a lot. Um, and I would love to shout out Zach Bradley. He is a sweetheart, and I love him so much. He has also agreed to help me with this NFT project. So, guys, keep an eye out. I'm gonna give you some more. I'm gonna give you some more information as it comes. But it's gonna be very exciting. Uh, I'm very excited for it, guys. I have one final announcement, and that is that there is an announcement coming out this week that I can't say yet. But you're gonna be hearing something. The pre-announcement announcement. The pre-announcement of an announcement, guys. Stay tuned. Like, guys, it's big. God, it, it's big. It's like been working on for a year and a half kind of big. You know, you, you hear me talk about this whole, guys, we're working on stuff behind the scenes. You're going to love it when you see it. It's coming soon. So get hyped because there's something really cool coming. Anyway, guys, we are over time. Like I said, if you enjoyed today's video, hit the like button. Follow us on our social media, at CryptoJeb everywhere, except on TikTok where we're at CryptoJeb official because somebody scooped up our name. So don't get scammed by the guy that has that name. Make sure to sign up for Lux Algo. Check out CT2A. That's the academy where we, where we teach you everything you need to know about technical analysis and more. Before we go, though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McAfee Media.